0: Standing in faith. My name is Kat, and I'm in the studio with Jeff. Here I am. And David. Hey. (laughs) In Acts 3, the church is just getting started. Jesus has already gone up to heaven, um, promising to return one day. And Peter and John are on their way to the temple to go pray, and they heal a beggar. And everyone's freaking out. All these onlookers are like, what in the world just happened? And so they're all, like, running up to Peter and John, and they're all just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And Peter says, like, wait, like, it's not us. And he says, men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith, in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. Now, brothers— I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, then, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, Jesus. Jesus must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. And in Isaiah forty, verse five, it says, And the glory of the Lord will be revealed in all mankind. Together will see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And in Habakkuk two fourteen, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. We were sitting around here for a while just talking about what does glory even mean and what do these things mean? And here in Habakkuk, we have a promise that we're going to know the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, and it's we're going to know it like there's water in the sea. We're not going to be just like, you know, still kind of like trying to figure out what do these words even mean and what does this mean?
1: So up until this episode— we've kind of been talking through the attributes of God and who he is that are his and his alone right mm-hmm. so we talked about him being sovereign we talked about him being present everywhere all knowing all powerful unchanging right? those are things those are attributes of God that he alone is yes for instance i cannot be any place but where I am. Correct. Well, he can be everywhere, right? So that's something that he alone possesses. Now we're starting to get into some, some characteristics of or attributes of God that I think he's willing to share with us. And this topic of glory mm-hmm. is one of those. Now, what do, what do I mean by that? I, I can make up my own quote-unquote, Glory, right? Is it the same glory as God? No, but can God's glory manifest through me? Yes, it can, Mm -hmm. right? So it's a difference between something that He's the source of versus something that I would be the source of. So I've been, I, I kind of looked up the Hebrew word for all of this, and um, I might even pronounce it wrong, but I think it's called the kvad, Mm -hmm. right? or God's glory. And what surprised me from looking at those definitions, what the actual definition of those words mean, um, it means, obviously, glory, honor. Honor repeats itself six times in the definition for glory. Mm, Wow. Which I found was, I was like, oh, wow, I wouldn't have put honor... And glory together in the same definition. But even in English dictionaries, it does. So I was like, wow, Um, abundance, riches, splendor, dignity, reputation, reverence are all different biblical usage Mm -hmm. terms for the word glory.
0: So. Go back through that list again because if if we're promised that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, uh-huh. then it would be the knowledge of the what is like where are the words on that list again?
1: Switching. So it's honor, mm-hmm. abundance, riches, splendor, mm-hmm. dignity, reputation, and reverence.
0: I love that. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. So uh, here, here's some more, um this some more I just looked up because honor repeated itself six times in the definition, the biblical definition for glory uh-huh. or kavod, the Hebrew word kavad. Um I looked up honor because I thought that all right, well yeah, do I even understand what that word means? Um it means personal integrity allegiance to moral principles fame and then it says a person or thing that wins this for another uh, boy if that doesn't say jesus i, I don't know that. what else does i'll read it again a person or thing that wins this for another mm. so an honorable person or thing that wins honor for another that that's that's interesting. I like
0: that because Jesus was glorified after he had done that.
1: Mm-hmm. It also honor also means great respect, regard, esteem, or an outward sign of this. And then at least in my thought process, I went, Oh wow, that's really a cool definition. Also, because when I go back to Exodus, right? So when This is when the the Hebrew nation, Israel, was wandering in the desert. God shows up with, I think it was the angel of the Lord, and I'm putting quotes around that because Mm -hmm. I actually personally believe that that angel of the Lord was Jesus. Yeah, I do too. Um, And he appeared as a cloud by day and a, a pillar of fire by night, and it talks about the glory. So, I thought that was really interesting because that's an outward sign of his honor, and it's also him doing a thing for another. Mm-hmm. So he was he was winning that thing for Israel. He had been the the source of their uh, of hardening Pharaoh's heart. He had been the source of all the 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 plagues. He had been the, well. He had been the source of He'd been the source of freeing and liberating Israel through those plagues, um, so uh, all of that sort of started to. Um, I don't even know if I'm doing a good job articulating how it how I put these pieces together in my mind, but as I was doing all of those things, I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, that makes more sense to me now. Why honor would be such a big part of
2: glory?" Yeah. I think one thing you have to think about when we think of glory, glory is not a name for God. Up until now, there's been different ways to name God using some of the words we have. But, of course, this is just a description of something about God. God is glorious, His glory. So it's something that is, of course, an attribute of His. Um... But I think glory in itself would describe would would be a description of all of God's attributes in whatever context it would be if God is omniscient omnipresent that's glorious glory glory always fits into every uh every other description of God that we can think of the word glory will always be there it that's would good. it would always remain in, in mm-hmm and every one of those
0: in isaiah 63 there's starting in verse 7 i'm not going to read the whole thing it's wonderful though i love it um but it goes through all the things god did for the israelites in bringing them out of egypt and and all the different ways um, how he became their savior and he put his holy spirit among them sent his glorious arm of power, you know, divide the waters, what all this stuff. But at the end, uh, talking about like, you know, he he put them through to and they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord, and it says, This is how you guided your people to make for yourself a glorious name. So that goes with what you said. It's glorious is describing his name, but it's not saying it is his name, but it's mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all these like amazing things he did it was and then he gave them rest it was to make for himself a glorious name to help you know just reveal who he is
2: yeah it's and of course what Jeff had said an honorable dignified I mean all the kinds of words when you think about God's name or God being glorious or glory or whatever of course there's a lot more here that we haven't even mentioned but Uh, Just in thinking of that, that God's God can never be uh, called into question as far as His uh, integrity. That God's integrity is unimpeachable. Yeah. And so when we use this glorious word, this name in that context, you know, it just it adds to the fact that that you know God just there's no there's no adj. I mean, you could use adjectives if you want to, Derek walk in that path in a negative context for God. Um, Sometimes people do that, you know. But in the Word of God, it gives no room for that. There is no room for that. There is no room really in the presence of God for anything but glorious, honorable, Mm -hmm. majestic, and wonderful that He is. New Testament uses the word doxa, because uh, it's Greek, of course. Um, it's it, etymologically the word primarily means thought or opinion, especially favorable human opinion, and thus in a secondary sense, reputation, praise, honor, true and false kind of what we just were saying, mm-hmm. splendor, light, perfection, rewards, temporal and eternal. Thus, the doxa of man is human opinion and is shifty i like that uh. <laughs> uncertain often based on error and is and its pursuit for its own safety is unworthy mhm
1: yeah, so now what you're talking about is what i was trying to say in the beginning right yeah. so you can you can work up your own glory yeah but it's shifty <laughs>
0: yeah and pursuit right? of yeah. its own Best. safety is in, unworthy in, exactly
1: yeah we yeah. see a lot of people trying to work up their own glory today. Yeah. At least I do. Yeah.
0: And that shiftiness, I mean, really, it, the the way our culture is right now, we're really in this time where if you're unsure about, you know, whether you want to put your faith in Jesus or, or put your faith in the systems of this world or your opinion or your mindset or whatever your idea is, I mean, it's really, it's coming down. Things are being shaken that it's like, Really? I mean, it's really the mercy of God. Like, you know, when his judgments are in the world, that's when we learn of his mercy mm-hmm. and his kindness. So it's it's really like the kindness of God that he would allow these, you know, like our culture that um, we really have a lot of pride in like the American way or just the way of the West, like freedom and democracy and all that. But it's really being shaken. And uh, anyway, if, if anyone's listening, like, I just encourage you to uh, put your faith in you know, seek out God. He's he's unshakable and he mm-hmm. is not changing. He doesn't change like culture does and the opinions of man and what man says is good and bad.
2: Yeah, and then it says, but there is a glory of God which must be absolutely true and changeless. God's opinion marks the true value of things and as they appear to the eternal mind and God's favorable opinion is true glory. This contrast is seen in John 5:44, as the Lord speaks of the glory that the people were receiving among themselves and the only glory that comes from God, John 12, 43. So glory, therefore, is the true apprehension of God or things. The glory of God must mean His unchanging essence. Giving glory to God, you know, you probably do that a lot, right? We give glory to God, give glory to God. Giving glory to God is ascribing to him his full recognition, which I think is really cool.
0: So giving glory to God mm -hmm. is ascribing to him his full recognition.
1: Reverence. Mm -hmm. That, to me, sounds like reverence. Yeah. Which brings me back to... What we finished last episode with, just that childlike wonder, amazement, awe at his infinite goodness.
2: Radical amazement in the infinite goodness of God. Yeah. That's the fear of God. That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah.
1: You know, so Exodus, back to Exodus again. Um, it This is in chapter 33, um, which is loaded full of glory <laughs> in all aspects. Um, I'm chuckling because I'll let you figure out why I just chuckled. Verse 18, this is Moses speaking to God saying, please show me your glory. And verse 19, God says, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And then I'm going to stop right there. It continues on. But how interesting for Moses to say, show me your glory. And God's response is, I will make my goodness pass before you.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Mm -hmm. So when, when we're there's so many songs out there i've i've been humming different and well uh, i've been trying to sing different songs show me your glory right um because there's a song out there that says actually that show us your glory and um i don't know where i got this from but i remember years and years ago um david you might i don't know if you were there with us but Jean Paul and a group of us mm-hmm. went to, ah, golly, I don't even remember where we went. Um, but, and uh, Jean Paul was this awesome little, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to describe her other than
2: red headed fireball. Yeah, a fire. <laughs> I mean,
1: she was uh, the first, my first interaction with Jean Paul was when she was going up to get communion. I thought she was going to either a have a seizure or fall over on the spot because she was so <laughs> hypersensitive to the spirit of God. A- and I was, I-, I was, I would literally follow her up to get communion. So she didn't fall over <laughs> or, or, while she was trying to get communion. Um, so Jean Paul and I, and my I remember Liz was there. There was a bunch of us there. Don't remember, but, Jean Paul looked over at me and she like gives me an elbow and she's like, "Do you see this?" And, and I looked at her and I'm like, do I, do I see what? I'm sorry, I don't see what you're seeing." She's like, "It's all over. everything. it's gold, right? And so she like, she wipes her hand on her face and she shows me her hand and it's full it's full of gold. huh It, it almost looked like she had golden makeup or like something like makeup on. like
0: sparkly like makeup I or... couldn't
1: see it when it was uh, when it was on her face but when she wiped her face and then showed me your her hand it was clearly it almost looked like she'd been bedazzled or right uh-huh. sprinkled with gold dust um but then it started to show up on other people too i was like wow i mm. i want some of that on me i never got any of it on me i don't know why um, but yeah, so I had always kind of thought of that as the glory of God, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Some kind of
0: oh, just like some sparkliness or something. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. So, but I never considered God's response to Moses was, "Show me your glory." Okay, I'll make my goodness pass before you.
0: Yeah, that's really something to think about.
2: And mm-hmm. you think about God's goodness. I mean, what is it? it you know, so often. Um, for years, this hard, harsh, wrathful God has preached to bring people to salvation, you know, and that, this, that's not a description of uh, a true description of God's glory. God's glory is goodness. Yeah. And that passage that Paul says, it's the goodness of God that, that brings us or leads yeah. us to repentance, repentance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. whether exactly it's from right. unbelief or whether it's as a believer that God, you know, brings you to a place of repentance for whatever it may be, it's His goodness.
0: Yeah, when you when you've got like the idea of like the shepherd going out to get the lost sheep, he doesn't like beat the sheep when he gets it, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's not like, come here, sheep, and like start beating it. Like, no, he just brings it back into the fold.
2: Well, it's the same with the prodigal. It's a place in there where the father runs. To this, this, this son has gone and squandered all of his stuff and he's in rags, he stinks. And the father runs to him, grabs him. The son's trying to repent and he he doesn't even listen to him. Put the coat on. Let's go. This is my son that was lost. Mm -hmm. I mean, amazing description of, of God's goodness. Yeah.
0: Because his son already had a heart of repentance. That's why he returned, you know, like that was what, that was what. I mean, that's why the son returned. But the God, prob- like, returned to me. Yeah,
2: but the problem was his son didn't get it. His son didn't understand his who his father was. That was the whole point because he came back saying, I'll be a servant in your house. Yeah. He just wanted to come back and be a servant in his house because it was a whole yeah. lot better than living with pigs. Yeah. You know, and he knew his servants were treated well, so I'll go and I'll be a slave. I don't care. It's better than this. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't understand who he was. And I think that was so huge for the fact that he comes, he runs um, to his son. And, uh, of course, the elder brother, on the other hand, has this, to me, has this wrathful uh, look at it. You know, doesn't recognize the goodness.
0: He feels like it's not fair.
2: It's not fair. Doesn't recognize the goodness of God in stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's amazing.
0: That makes me think of that parable about the the person who has a vineyard and, and hires workers to come. And he's like, I'm going to pay you this much. And then he goes out. And there's more workers. And, and then so the one that got hired at the end gets paid first. And, and then as it goes on, the person who'd been there the longest thinks, well, surely I'll get more because I was here longer, even though he agreed. And then there's this sort of like, this is not fair. This is not fair. Like, <laughs> I, I like that. God's idea of fairness is different than ours, you know, oh, and yeah. I trust him. Yeah. I trust
2: him. Well, to us, fair means, to us, what the idea of fair means that we get treated better than someone else. There's not justice. Fair and justice mean two different things. You don't want justice. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. No. So you probably <laughs> no. better be careful about saying yeah. that's not fair, because uh, because what you're asking for is justice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't want that. You yeah. want mercy. Mercy. <laughs>
1: mercy. Absolutely. We. Eh, yeah. Everybody should choose mercy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. So often we want. To see justice, and we can even demand we see justice, but oof, no. There's a finality to justice, mm-hmm. where there's a sentence, and then it's that that. I, you know what? In an odd way, the curse that we're currently living in is that. I want mercy. I don't want the justice of the
2: curse.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is an interesting thing. What is meant by the glory or the glorying of Jesus? What is meant by that? it means the revelation of his essential deity, that which he is in the mind of the Father, though veiled from man by the limitations of the incarnation. Make you understand what they're saying, so. Mm-hmm. So the the glorification or glorifying Jesus is is what's in the mind of God and what God understands about His deity. That part of Jesus that's veiled from man through the incarnation, you know, Him becoming well, flesh,
1: veiled because they crucified Him.
2: Well, they did. They that's, yeah, eventually that was the they, veil. Eventually, they did do that, um, and then when in I think John seventeen. 1, five twenty four. the Lord Jesus prayed for his glorification. Remember that? That I, I might glorify me that by the, by the Father, he was looking forward to the splendor of his passion as issuing in the resurrection, wherein his true nature and redemptive work are recognized and celebrated by the faithful. That was only the partial meaning ascribed to the word glorified, for there's a glory which is yet to come. This will complete the present glory of the spiritual resurrection of believers, with all that is involved in the future resurrection glorification.
1: I think that's what—that's exactly brings us back to where Cat yeah. started off in exactly. Isaiah and Habakk- yeah,
0: Habakkuk. Yeah, or in um, in Acts, where where Peter says uh, that Jesus must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything, just like mm-hmm. He promised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I got one question though. Because mm-hmm. this is something that I've been thinking about. So I think it was when Jesus was up on the mountain. I think he had his inner circle with him. And all of a sudden. Uh-huh. Yeah, all of a sudden he becomes glorified and in his glorified body. And I think it was Elijah and Moses, Moses. Moses showed up. Mm-hmm. And. Peter didn't know what to do other than make tents for everybody. <laughs> right? Um, yeah,
0: he's just kind of like, uh-huh. Uh. Okay,
1: so here's these guys. They see that mm-hmm. with their own human eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, then the stories continue on. He's crucified. He's risen from the dead. Then they see him again, and if I'm not mistaken, you might want to correct me on this, David, but I think he was in his... Glorified body at this point,
2: yeah,
1: right. So I'm curious if they were able to recognize him from when he was transfigured to when he was in his glorified body and he reappeared to them. Oh, like what, I'm wondering what, what if there was similarities, look like
0: oh yeah,
1: right, or if it was, or if that was just a a foreshadowing of what you just read, the future future, when resurrection, yeah, when when he's back in mm-hmm. all of his full glory.
2: Well, of course, if you look at the red, you look at the book of Revelation and the description, you get a Jesus there. You know, it's just like this huge, majestic yeah. presence. Mm-hmm. You know, and beauty. Um, but but you ha- we have to remember that Jesus, you know, in Philippians chapter two, it, he left uh, the whole God courts leaders. of heaven, everything. Yep. And and emptied himself of all of the glory, and everything became a servant. That never changed. He'll forever be a man, and yet God. Mm -hmm. When that happened, he did that forever. It was like a forever thing. Of course, he's. And then it said at the end of that, died on a cross. God has glorified him, set him up, and and given him the place. In essence, he gave Jesus the place that Satan lot wanted. Equality with God, uh-huh. which is really interesting. Although we esteemed Him not, yeah, God yeah. esteemed God him esteemed Him. Mm-hmm. God glorified yeah. Him. God set that brilliance and wonder and honor on Him, as we've been talking about. So I, I Well, I mean, you look at you look at the disciples, even Mary, who followed Jesus, you know, to the nth degree. She's at the tomb. She doesn't recognize Jesus when he appeared to her. It was his words. Look at the two guys on the road to Emmaus. Yeah. Didn't recognize Jesus until he broke the bread. There were just certain things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that his glorified state was was such that they didn't uh, didn't really rec- like recognize him right o- right away.
0: In that passage about the transfiguration in Luke, um, it says. As he, Jesus, as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Mm. So whatever the appearance of his face was, that must be why they didn't recognize him. Even when he's just on the shores, like, hey, you guys catch any fish? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> thank, Thank God for Jesus.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't be sitting around this table... talking about this stuff right well
1: yeah not only that i mean can you imagine the mess we'd be in yeah i can't imagine the mess this this would all be without him
2: probably wouldn't have been right probably wouldn't be anything now
1: (laughs) i don't know if we would have made it this far without him (laughs) we should bless the listeners yeah
0: god thank you we glorify you Mm-hmm. With all the meanings of the meanings of the meanings of the word to give you glory and the glory that you deserve. We glorify you.
1: I I bless the listeners in Jesus' name with the the revelation mm-hmm. of God's glory. Yeah in their circumstances in their situations in their in their sufferings in their trials in their tribulations i i just bless you with god's glory his presence and his goodness in jesus' name
2: yeah i bless you in jesus name with that kavad that heavy weight to that you would experience what it's like what the priest experienced in the presence of God when that heavy weight of glory just came down powerfully upon them. And that in the midst of that glory, you would experience powerful healing, light, beauty, and joy. Amen. Amen.